Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Feel Good Marketing Podcast. We are here with an extra special guest this week, the one and only Corey Meredith of You Mortgage. Corey, welcome. I'm so glad you could join us. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. It's about time you asked me to be on your podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to make sure that we built up the the excitement to Corey. You know what I mean? I couldn't just lead with that. I, I feel that. I feel that. I'm honored to be here. So thank you so much for having me. How's your week going so far? You're recovering from Vegas. We were just there for Aim Fuse. How do you feel? Vegas was amazing, honestly. But at the same time, I am so exhausted from talking to so many people in the best way possible. I love seeing so many faces that I talk to literally every day online in person. It's just like a different type of high, a different type of experience. So my adrenaline was up so much in Vegas. And then I came home and I feel like I haven't recovered yet. So tomorrow is definitely going to be my sleep day. Um, But the week's been great. You, You come off of Vegas with that same high that I was talking about while you're in Vegas. And you just really want to work harder, get better, continue growing your own business. And even though, you know, a lot of the things that we were talking about in Vegas aren't super applicable to me because I'm not an LO, I'm not a broker, I'm not an entrepreneur, I'm none of those things. It's still being in the industry, having that experience is, you know, like watching other people win. It makes me want to win just in a different way. So it's been a great week, honestly. Yeah, 100%. I think too, hearing the different speakers and just talking to the mortgage professionals and learning what they're going through and what they're struggling with is still really helpful for us because, I mean, we work with these mortgage professionals every day. So we need to know what they're going through, what they're experiencing, and really what they want for their businesses. Absolutely. I mean, understanding pain points and seeing how we can troubleshoot them and fix them is really half the battle. So I love talking through just what that is. And we're in a really special spot too, being marketers in the mortgage industry, because there's not really that many of us, right? The industry is kind of small and we can all grow and collaborate together. So that's why I love what you're doing with this podcast. And I was talking to a couple people within the industry, the marketers in the industry um, over the weekend. And it was just really encouraging to hear, you know, some things that they've tried and what they're going through and how they're winning. So I love that we can get together and share ideas and, and continue to better each other. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Let's kick it off. Let's do it. So we are talking about branding today, which is something that's kind of this conceptual thing that we all throw around and we talk about brands, but no one actually talks about what it is. I think I talked to, I was talking to Jason Frazier at one point and I said, Jason, how would you define a brand? What would you say it is? And he said, a brand is what people say about you or the product when you're not there, which I thought was a really good explanation. But Corey, putting it into your own words, what would you say a brand actually is? Very, very simplistically, a brand is you. Like, who are you? Who do you want to be? That can be all defined within your brand. And one thing that we're doing here is we're really trying to think outside of the box with that, right? Like, I don't want to, we don't want to follow in anyone's, you know, footsteps, like obviously looking at things and seeing what has worked and what's been done previously is all great, but we kind of want to redefine some of those standards within the industry. And that includes branding, that includes marketing just in general. And not only is branding a huge concept, but marketing is. It's like, okay, you work in marketing. Well, now what? What does that mean? Um, So we're trying to really focus on the why behind all of these things. And I read a really good quote on LinkedIn 
I follow this one marketing page. It's it's really amazing. And it was it, it was a challenging quote. And it was something like along the lines of like, Nike sells modern, not technology. And so we're really trying to figure out, you know, what we're selling that's not mortgages, right? We need to sell feelings. We need to sell emotions. And I think all of that is part of branding too. It's really who you are at the end of the day. And, you know, that goes back to your core values. That goes back to the type of person that you are and the type of person that, you know, you want others to, to you know, talk about you when you're not around, like Jason said, yeah. right? So it's it's that impact that you're making long term and everything that you do should reflect that. Yeah. And I think too, when we talk about tying it, like you said, Nike sells modern. That's it's a feeling that you get when you think about Nike. They're ahead of the times. They're always coming out with new designs and new things. And the thing is a lot of the time, and it might have been you that shared this. I saw a graphic that it was um talking about, you know, Gary Vee, Simon Sinek, and comparing their personal social media accounts to their actual business social media accounts, it's like night and day. I mean, their business accounts have barely any followers because they're only there because they're buying from those people. They're not buying from the corporate brand themselves. They're buying from the personal brand. So I thought that that was interesting because we do, we buy from people. We don't buy from companies a lot of the time. Exactly. And you know what? That's why I love TikTok so much. And I think there's so much opportunity on TikTok. And the reason why it's lasted so long is because the whole essence of the platform is just being raw, right? Like you just take a video of yourself, you talk, you end the video, you start the video back up again. It's all of these major jump cuts. And the reason that it's so successful is that people can relate to it, right? So Mm -hmm. you don't want to be in front of this like really, really produced thing all the time. Like that's the scary aspect of like video just in general, right? You always think it's this big production. You want it to be perfect, but in reality, no one is perfect. So don't try to be something that you're not. Um, And I think that a lot of people get scared for those reasons. And it's like, it doesn't have to be scary. You just have to be you, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And think about when you're scrolling through social media and you see a video of someone that stutters a few times or they're hair is not perfect, even though we were just like going crazy over here, but it's fine. <laughs> Drilling ourselves um, for that, yeah. <laughs> but no one, you don't see that and think, wow, what a loser. No one actually cares what you look like or sound like. It's more about the value that you're bringing and the content that you're talking about. So Absolutely. if you're nervous to start on video, just don't, you just record and see where it goes and you get better over time. That's something that's one of those learned things that you're really nervous about at first, but it just kind of comes naturally after a while. Yeah, it's a comfort thing. And I'm pretty sure I messed up during this interview a million times already. Like, I think I said Nike and I meant to say iPhone, like Apple. Like, oh my gosh, screwed up. But like, I don't care. We're going to keep rolling. You get the point of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's totally fine. Like, I am never going to pretend to be perfect because I would be, I wouldn't leave my house if that was the case. You know, like I mess up on the daily, but that's what I truly love about, you know, like marketing at the end of the day is that you try a million different things, right? And I don't look at things as like a success and a failure. I look at things as a success and a learning. If something doesn't work, it's not a failure because now you know it doesn't work. So don't do it again or adapt and try to change it or see what didn't work about it and then try to tweak that essence of it. And it's really humbling too because you think of all of these ideas, so many ideas come to the table and only so many go to fruition. And the ideas that you think are gonna like knock it out of the park fail miserably and it's a huge yeah. learning. So it's a very humbling 
profession to be in, but it's also super fun at the same time because it's constantly changing. It's always evolving. It keeps you on your toes. And as someone who loves learning, I'm such a nerd, like school was my jam. I love that essence about it because I can keep learning and learning new things, not just even like trying to reinvent the wheel because like think of ads, think of like Google, like it's always changing. It's always evolving. Things are coming out new. So you just have to constantly keep trying, trying, trying new things. And I really encourage everybody to look at anything that they do in life really as a success or a learning. Don't think of yourself as a failure because it's really how you react to those failures tells more about yourself and your brand at the end of the day. Right. A hundred percent. And that's a really good point. Corey, do you ever feel, do you ever feel discouraged when you're in the field of marketing? Cause I can a hundred percent relate to what you're saying. It's always, it is kind of like trial and error. You're just figuring out what works. And are you ever really going to figure out something that works indefinitely? Probably not. So it's going to be a never ending learning curve. But do you ever feel like, oh, I'm not just learning right now. This is really discouraging and I don't know what to do next. Yeah, of course I feel discouraged. I mean, I'm I'm a person, right? Like people have emotions, have feelings. And of course I feel discouraged. But I think what's super important is that you surround yourself with people who build you up and have faith in you. Um, and that's one thing that I love about you, Mortgage. I'm not going to sell the company or do anything like that on this podcast, but it does have a great company culture where everyone supports one another and collaboration and teamwork is really the foundation. Like I'm wearing a shirt that says culture because it's truly what we believe in. Um, So it's very encouraging to surround yourself with people who you can talk to when you feel discouraged or that, you know, if you're feeling like I don't have another new idea right now, like I really need some help. You need to be able to lean on other people that you trust and support. And I lean on Val all the time for people watching this. Her and I chat back and forth. We, Her, Brianna Harris, and I have a, have a group chat. We talk <laughs> about marketing all the time. And it's honestly super helpful because everyone feels discouraged at some point because it's a tricky world. It keeps moving. It keeps evolving. Life happens. Um, so I would be dismissed if I said that I never felt discouraged because I definitely do. But I really do think that it's the people that you surround yourself with that can help you crack that code and get out of that. And it it makes that short period of that feeling even shorter. Yeah, that's a great answer. Good point. So when we're talking about branding, this is kind of like a chicken or the egg kind of thing. When you're developing a brand, would you say for a mortgage professional, say they're they're solo or have a very small team, when they're trying to develop their brand, is it a matter of sitting down and mapping out, these are my beliefs, this is what I want my brand to reflect, and then posting the content that reflects that? Or is it backwards where you're starting to post content that feels natural, that you believe in, and then over time your brand develops? You might not like this answer, but I feel like it's a little bit of both, honestly, Um, because you need to know who you are and what you believe in before you can even start posting. But that also comes down to like who you are as a person and some of your like values and morals in life um, without getting too deep into things, of course. But Mm -hmm. I think that you have to have some sort of understanding of who you are and the message that you want to reflect to your audience um, before you start posting. But at the same time, if you don't start, you're never going to. So I would encourage people to at least try things because it's not like you can't change them, right? Especially for an individual who is just by themselves or may not have like a super big audience. That's the best time to try things because it's really low risk. If things don't work, change them. If you feel like you're going down a certain path and you decide like, oh, maybe I need to pivot a little bit, 
do it. So continue to evolve, I would encourage you, but I would also say that it is important to understand the message that you want to get across and at the same time, how you want to be talked about in a room when you're not there. Um, I really do like what Jason said about branding. I think that is very important, but I really do think that you need to bring it back to who you are, what you believe in, some of your personal core values or your company core values and go from there. Yeah. It was not a black and white answer, but it's okay. I still liked it. It was, it was I good. know. I'm sorry. It's a little gray, but it's true. <laughs> it's all right. So when you're developing these brands, and I think this is very relevant for mortgage professionals because a lot of them are, especially if we're talking about the broker side of things, they're either one-man shops or very small teams, but they still have that corporate brand. So it's not just them selling themselves. They also have this other a lot of the time they have the business pages that they're running. So how would you differentiate between your personal brand and then how your company brand comes across if you're with a really small shop like that? Well, I would first encourage you to work for companies that align your similar mission and your goal, right? Like those two things should kind of go in tandem. If you're working for a company who is nothing like you. It's probably not the best fit for you, honestly, because you're not going to be happy long term. Um, and I think it's kind of a natural flow when the two of those mesh. So I would say to always be yourself, honestly. At the end of the day, you are your own business, whether you work for a big company or not. You're giving out your own 1003. You're getting out, giving out your own application form, bringing in your own leads. Like, yes, you have a larger company to represent, but at the same time, you are your own sole producer. So I would really rely heavily on yourself for a lot of those things. And then question, you know, are do my values align with the company that I'm working with? And if the answer is no, reconsider. Yeah. What if, so what if it's someone who is running their own, their own personal brand and their own company brand? Because that's something that even I've struggled with kind of coming into like the corporate brand environment I don't really know where to draw that line and like how much of myself to put into a corporate brand that someone else could eventually be running. So how do you draw that line and make it kind of like a, a full team effort for the, the brand itself, for the corporation, and then your own personal brand, how that's different? Yeah. I think the first question you could ask yourself is who is my audience? Um, if your audience is the same people, then that could be a little bit easier. You know, if you're speaking to for example, we'll go with this. So Val Miller herself, her audience is loan originators. Um, but if we're talking about Val Miller, the loan originator coming from a corporate environment, now her audience is homeowners. So the way that you talk to those people or home buyers, so the way that you talk to those two groups of people is going to be drastically different or it should be drastically different because the way that you talk to loan originators about things that are happening within the market can be a not as much, you know, black and white. It can be a little bit more mm -hmm. intricate. You can use some, you know, words that are a little bit more in the industry that, you know, are, are well yeah. aware. But when you're talking to homeowners, if you're saying things like, oh, the market's so volatile. I don't know what's going on with the Fed, yada, yada, yada. That's all gibberish to yeah. outsiders included, honestly. Um, so <laughs> I would reconsider the way that you're talking to those two groups of people. But at the same time, I really feel like you can still be you as a corporation. Sure, you're not you're gonna want to bring yourself a little bit more professional in that element. But to be frank, 
not a lot of marketers in this industry are doing it right. So like, let's try to redo it, right? There's not Mm -hmm. a lot of people who are making a huge, huge impact outside of a few. There are some great companies going on. I, I will not discredit them whatsoever. Um, But there's no black and white to what's right and what's wrong. So I would really just be yourself and like, keep that line pretty thin. I maybe not curse on your professional page, but outside of that, like, have memes. Yeah, like, it's all fun. And those (laughs) things that people engage with, right? Like social media is meant to be social. Um, And I always lean back to social media because that's my that's my path. So if we're talking about a different type of branding, let me know. Um, that's what I just think about automatically. But it's meant to be social. It's meant to be engaging. So people like when you're just you, whether you're coming from a company page or a per, or your personal page. Like, So keep that line pretty fine, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great answer. I went through a, a training, Marie Forleo, I want to say is how you pronounce it. Um, she has a a branding kind of like a copy. It's called Copy Cure, actually, if anyone's interested. And it was game changing. And a lot of what she talked about was identify the people that you're talking to and pretend that you're in a conversation with them when you're doing email marketing or on social media, use the word you instead of, Hey guys, or like, Hey everyone, because if you're trying to talk to everyone, no one's going to really resonate with that and say like, wow, she's talking to me. I feel connected to her. Um, so that was a really good, it was an eye opener. And a lot of it was pretend that you're having a conversation with a friend, like use kind of slang words. You don't have to be um, super grammatically correct in your social media posts because then it seems like a robot is writing your copy. Absolutely. And like, think of it this way too. Like if I'm, if I'm throwing a party, I'm going to text my friends individually because they're going to answer. If I group chat them, no one's going to answer. So if I want to make sure that they're coming and they're going to RSVP, Val, I'm going to text you separately versus in a group chat with 25 people. And the way that I'm going to write that message is like, hey, are you coming tonight? You know what I mean? So you have to think of it that way. Like you're talking to each of your clients individually. Yes, you can do a mass send, of course, like automation is key here, but make it seem like it's not, right? So 100% what you just said, use the word you, use the word I, like play along with it. If you're talking about your team, absolutely use we, like that is we over I in that situation. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. totally for sure. Like make it as personal as you can. And to that point, it's all about identifying, like you were talking about, identify the person that you're trying to target. And then when you're figuring out what their pain points are, that's even another step to take to connect with them on another level. So if you're identifying what their pain points are and you're communicating that through a Facebook post or whatever it may be, like first time home buyers, for example, if that's who you're targeting, you know that they're struggling because they don't know what to do next. They don't know what it takes to own a home. They There's a lot of uncertainty. So if you identify that and then solve the uncertainty through social media, emails, whatever it may be, that's going to connect you to those people on more of an emotional level because, again, they're going to feel like you're talking directly to them. So that's really important. Yeah, for sure. And to go off that, people don't like to be sold to. So when you're thinking about your own personal branding, your social media posts, et cetera, try to keep the 80-20 rule in mind. And what that means is that you want to be 80% value, so that education piece of things, and 20% promotion. Because if you're the reverse, people are going to tune you off so quickly that when you do post something of value, no one's going to see it or care about it yeah. or listen to it. But if you're the flip side and you're mostly value, bringing value to the table, that one or two times that you do post something promotional, you're going to get a better response because people are already bought into you and they look at you as the expert. 
Yeah, hundred percent. That's a great point. So any tips right now, Corey, if someone is out there trying to develop their brand, they've kind of been posting on social media, but not with a lot of intention and they have not developed their brand. What would you say is a good first step in order to get started? First step is identify who you are, right? Don't try to be someone that you're not, um, but also depict who you want to be. If the person that you are is not necessarily a person who you want to be, work on those things first. Identify the areas that you can grow. Identify some of your own personal core values and the things that you can lean on that are super important to you um, outside of just getting a new lead. Why do you do the work that you do? Try to get that message across and try to identify that first before you even get the message across. So I guess going back to your initial question of like, do I just post and then figure out who I am? I would figure out who I am first and then post because it's going to be more personal. It's going to have more value to it because you actually know what you're talking about, right? Like when you ask me a question that I don't know what the answer is, probably going to keep it short. It's going to be pretty vague. I'm going to ramble a little bit. You know, like it's not going to be of much value. So identify who you are, who you want to be, what those core values are that you have personally or company-wide. They should match, like I said previously. Um, mm -hmm. Start there. And then I would really consider the 80-20 rule. So what are some frequently asked questions that you're getting? How can you demonstrate them in a way that's going to be not only valuable to your audience, but in a way that is valuable to the way that you look at things, right? So if you think that like, oh, interest rates aren't the most important thing for a borrower, communicate why. Always communicate the why behind things. It's not only going to help other people understand it a little bit better, but it's going to let them know that you're not just in it for the buck at the end of the day. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> Corey, what is, we're about to wrap up, but what is one thing that you have learned recently in marketing or that you're excited about that you're working on right now? I am excited about so many things, but I don't want to give any spoilers. All I got to say is that Ooh. we're making some moves over here and you guys will see them soon. Um, but outside of that, one quote that I learned, I just came across recently that I've been really honing in on is meet them where they are. So if your audience is not answering your emails, try to text them. If your audience is not on LinkedIn, try to move to Instagram. See what's working. See what's not working. See who you're talking to, what their age range is, what their language is that they speak, and meet them where they are. Because if you think people are going to come to you you are sadly mistaken. You have to go to them and you have to speak to them in a way that's going to be transparent and resonate with them as well. That's a mic drop. I love that. Great point. To end it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll end on that. Corey, thank you so much for coming on. It's always great talking to you. This was a ton of value for people. Um, I know branding is kind of this um, cloud of a concept that people don't really identify what it is and how to get started. So hopefully this helps some people out when identifying their own brand. So thank you so much. It was great to have you on. Thank you for having me. One last thing I will say is that when you do identify your brand or you think you've identified it, be consistent. So continue with it. Keep going. It's it's a long game for sure. You're not going to see immediate wins. And you, you know what? Like, even if you're posting on social media and you get zero engagement or you think you got zero engagement, I guarantee you more people are seeing it than you think they are. So don't feel discouraged. And if you do feel discouraged, gain your network of support and get you back on that high horse and keep keep doing your thing. Just be consistent in all that you do. And I promise it will pay off. So Val, thank you for having me. It was a true honor. We'll talk to you later, Corey. Thank you so much. See ya.